For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 142 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser to discuss the TCK Pod Listener League recap of week eight and preview of week nine, as well as get into some of our trade talk with our section all in, check, or fold. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. All right, y'all, we've made it to the weekend once again. Happy Saturday morning, an unusual Saturday podcast this time around. We had Halloween. We had Chris and Lucas on uh, for kind of a bonus podcast. This whole week has been kind of scrambled and crazy with what's going on here. Uh, We had the Thursday night game with the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. Lots going on here. We got Lucas back with us, thankfully. Lucas, appreciate you joining every single time. We're going to go through the TCK pod recap of week eight, in which case you slam danced on me, and we're going to uh, preview week nine moving forward. Before we uh, get that going, man, let's recap the Thursday night football game. Um, I know you didn't watch all of it. Uh, you know, you've been just kind of tuning in with GameCast and whatnot. I did watch all of it. Um, 49ers get the win uh, against the Cardinals, but 28-25, a little bit of a squeaker, a lot closer than I wanted it to be, but the Niners stay undefeated. Um, nice long pass to Andy Isabella. Kenyon Drake gets in the end zone, but otherwise Cardinals are the Cardinals and get get the loss there. Any key takeaways from you on Thursday Night Football this week? I think, yeah, actually, okay, so I think one, this I think this shows that the Cardinals – I guess you could say dynasty. I think is going to be legit once they get promising. A couple, I'm with you. Promising. Yeah, like squad. once they get some O line pieces. Uh, hopefully they use Andy Isabella. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone on Twitter and Instagram will see his long touchdown. Uh, by the time Saturday rolls around, he is kind of a, he was kind of a ghost, kind of weirdly for how high they drafted him. But uh, I mean, I don't think he'll be anything in redraft leagues by any means. But I think they'll definitely start to use him more. And I think uh, just kind of on the spot of I thought about it is trade Kenyon Drake now while you can, <laughs> if, if you can, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a great call. I mean, of course, Kenyon Drake fills in for David Johnson, uh, who sat this game and Chase Edmonds, who's out now a couple of weeks on the other side for the 49ers. They had some running back questionability as well. Uh, Tevin Coleman comes in healthy, but Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert missed some uh, practice time this week. But all three of them play. Jeff Wilson actually had a goal line carry as well. So 49ers are are full bore. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, four touchdowns and 300 plus yards on the day. Um, looked really good. Of course, I spent this entire podcast for two years talking shit about Jimmy G. I'm still not super stoked and convinced moving forward as the Cardinals are not one of the better teams in the league. However, I got to give him credit. He played really well tonight, got a first down when we needed it to seal out the game. Uh, so, you know, shouts to Jimmy G and 49ers ultimately stay undefeated, which of course I'm stoked about there as a, as a Niner fan. Niner faithful, if you will. Um, Thursday night recap. Again, the Niners get the win over the Cardinals. Let's move uh, the clock back a little bit and recap week eight. Um, 
And like we always do, we'll just run through the scores really quick, check in with the standings, and then we'll go into week nine. Um, I'll let you kick it off, man. Uh, you and I played last week. Um, huge win for you. I'll let you uh, reveal that exciting score. Um, you and Chris, uh, of course, our man from the, the fantasy uh, football commish, uh, the commish fantasy football podcast, excuse me, um, beat me early in the league, uh, early in the year. And now, uh, of course, Lucas is taking care of business. So, Lucas, go ahead and reveal your, your big victory and, and how the week went down. Uh, well, okay, I guess I won 173 to 117 uh, with two duds. I had Kenyon Drake, um, I guess, holding down Kamara's spot. And then obviously, you know how that uh, went. He didn't travel with the team, got traded. Uh, then I had to play him this week, which we'll talk about. Uh, I guess, okay, we're recording this on Thursday night. So when I say I had to play him, it doesn't sound as like enthusiastic right now, I guess. But by Saturday, you'll see why or you'll know why. Um, and I played Deshaun Hamilton kind of in a I – I don't want to say a cocky move, I guess, but more of a – I don't know. I don't really know the reasoning behind it. I was just kind of sitting there, and I was like, well, I, th- I think Hamilton has more upside than Beasley does. So I just kind of flopped him. Ended up not working, but in the long run, it did work. So I'm sitting at 6-2, and two, putting you at 4-4. Four and four. Uh, How many teams make playoffs? Is it 6 or 8? 6. So you are you're holding on, but I think I think you'll be okay. I think I mean I'll be all right. Yeah, you got Adams back, and I mean if literally if you're getting 12 points a week, if you're getting like anything more from Earths a week, you'll be okay. The three of my best players were either injured or on bye. I had Adams, Gallup, and Dak out this week, um, so I, I feel good about my team moving forward. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know I mean Marvin Jones coming off of four touchdowns at six points. Curtis Samuel didn't do anything. Ertz outplayed by Dallas Goddard, Matt Breida, five points, Sammy Watkins, nine, you know, I mean, that's not going to happen every week. I, I feel good about my team. Nonetheless, uh, you had a huge win there. So congratulations, sir, out of the uh, spirit of good sportsmanship. Um, well done there. And, and you're, uh, of course, holding down the, the cream of the crop, and I got to keep myself in the playoff race. So 173 to 117, you over me. Let's run down the list here. People's Republic gets a big win, stays in the hunt as well. 137 over the Prickly Pears in a rough season this year. Just one in seven for the Prickly Pears. And the People's Republic moves up to five and three. Charlotte Regular Nawa, last year's uh, runner-up, 147 over Pelkey Pelkey, 111. Pelkey Pelkey falls to two and six. Charlotte Regular Nawa up there with you at six and two. Hide and Zeke stays hot, 172 over not feeling my chub, formerly the commish FFP, who was at one time undefeated and in first place. You, Lucas, beat them a couple weeks ago. They got shellacked this week again. So they have actually fallen from undefeated to six and two. So they uh, 172 to 64, the biggest lopsided uh, victory of the week for uh, Hyde and Zeke there at five and three. Uh, dude, you're getting Odell, 168. Big score there over Nuke, took a Duke. 131, both teams are three and five, trying to stay relevant in the back there. And then Julio Daddy gets a big victory uh, at three and five, 153 over Drew Misick, who is the defending champ from last year at four and four now. So definitely um, a a pretty close race uh, per usual. And the current standings, uh, actually, why don't you uh, run up the standings if you don't mind, so I I don't talk too much here on the episode. Why don't you just run down our standings here currently in the league? Yeah, so uh, there's a three-way tie for 
I mean, it shows like one, two, three, but there's relatively a three-way tie for first. Uh, Me, who uh, we talked about the whole Carson Wentz thing two weeks ago, so I should be in first place, but uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, Charlotte regular Nawa is at six and two. I'd say he obviously has the edge because he has 28 more points scored than me, but I think he has kind of the edge right now. I play him uh, like two weeks, or I play him sometime soon, so that hopefully will be the deciding game. Uh, the commish or not feeling my chub is also six and two, but he is hurting right now. He is on two losses back to back, like you said. And now that I look at the standings, he is the lowest point scored against him, and he is barely barely in the middle of point scored. So I think he will slowly – he should still make playoffs because he has a good gap there, but I think he might. I mean, I, I think the, the gap will close between you guys and him. Uh, yeah, we, we – no, it's okay. No, we say we say he because Chris is is the name on the league, and Chris is our you know the homie on the podcast and was on the previous episode. But it's a it's definitely a, a they situation. Oh, so yeah. shouts shouts out to Alex and, and and the family over there on the commish side. Um, but it's a team effort. I know they got you know they got cousins in the mix. They got the whole the whole squad up on that team. So um, and as we always say, you know, make sure you check those guys out too. Uh, the commish FFP on Twitter and Instagram as well. They have a great podcast themselves. They re-record our episodes we do together and boast them over there but they're a great follow super entertaining so check those guys out um but you are right man um they're they're lower on the points for and uh also lower on the points again so maybe they haven't played the toughest competition uh yet um so we'll see what happens there but uh, go ahead and, and rally the rest i got something interesting about my team too uh once you finish up so yeah. rally up the rest of the teams okay um so we got people's republic uh daniel in fourth place uh just kind of in the average of points scored points against uh so he kind of he should be a lock for the playoffs. Hyde and Zeke kind of in the same boat at five and three. They're a little bit behind us, but I think if you really looked at their roster, they're kind of a step behind uh, the top teams. You are sitting in six, like we just said, but you have the, what, second most points scored against you? Jesus, dude. I believe four and four, and your team is – I think I think with yours is – obviously, okay, obviously my team went off last week, but if you would have had your dudes, I think it would have been – like Closer. more, yeah. Like you just kind of got put in some bad scenarios in times where if you would have won, there had been a completely different thing. Uh, so, but I think it'll definitely bounce back for you. Drew is tied with you. Uh, you edge him on points scored by ten at four and four. Nuke took a Duke three and five, tied with your dude. You're getting Odelled. Uh, and then we, oh, sorry, and tied with Julio Daddy. They're all three and five, so they're hoping to make a last push just to barely get in. And then we go to the bottom here, Pelkey Pelkey. I guess you could say, okay, so Prickly Paris is below him at one and seven, but Prickly Paris has the most points scored against him, and his team is actually very, very good. I was looking at it today. It's pretty solid. We don't have to run through it or anything, but it's not a one and seven team. So I think, I mean, I don't think he's going to make the playoffs, but I think he definitely is in for some positive regression here. But yeah, it's going to be a, normally I don't think it'd be this tight. I think there'd be like one pretty hefty favorite but there's a lot of I mean there's a two-game gap between the one and the six or the one and the seven so I think it's definitely up for grabs prickly pairs at one and seven has the most points scored against I have the second most points scored against uh which is just it's a bummer you know I mean it is what it is like it's fantasy football whatever uh but it's disappointing when you put up good squads and good um good weeks 
like like 120 points generally wins 120 to 140 wins most PPR weeks unless you have crazy scoring. But when I put up 140, you know, you and and you know, Commission FFP like that, you got your score 170, 210, fucking crush in my league. Whereas like if I played a different opponent that week, I, you know, I probably get the win there. So mm-hmm. a lot of fantasy football is like actual skill. Most of fantasy football is luck of the draw. So. Definitely interesting there um, to to look at the standings. And again, we, we you know we mention this every every time we go through this. But if you're sitting up at the top, you know, through eight weeks, and you're six and two, seven and one, eight and zero, oh, you know, even five and three, you're sitting pretty. Make a couple trades, start getting your guys healthy, and uh, make a push for the playoffs. If you're on the back half of that though, four and zero, oh, or sorry, four and four, zero oh and eight, or anywhere in between, start making moves. And I made this mention two weeks ago, I think, and I got like three DMs from listeners who took the advice and made it happen and really advanced their team. And they won two weeks in a row. Um, if you're zero and eight, you're one and seven, you're two and six, you're three and five, you have like three weeks to make shit happen or your season's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't quit. Cause again, that's chicken shit and you shouldn't do it. Don't quit, but try to make moves best you can to stay competitive. Like prickly pears. A really good team has had shit luck and some injuries, but a couple wins, they could be right in the mix. Maybe six and seven if they went out. Which six and seven in fantasy football makes the playoffs all the time. So and they have a really solid team that could definitely win it all. So I think if they just get there, they, they have a shot. There you go. Um, our good buddy Daniel, I, m- I mention this every once in a while, our good buddy Daniel, who was a co-host last year on the podcast, and you've heard preseason, you'll hear him postseason as well. He's just unable to do uh, during the season here. Uh, Daniel has backed into the playoffs in her legal record two of the last four years at seven and six. He was the sixth seed two years in a row, pulled in Eli Manning, won out, won the championship two years um, out of four out of the last four years at seven and six. So as long as you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you're one of those teams in the bottom draw and you have a stud, don't be afraid to trade them. You know, you, like a Michael Thomas right now, I know it sounds insane. Well, if you have Michael Thomas, you're probably not 0-8. But if you have bad luck or whatever, you're three and five something, he's on a bye. Julio's on a bye. Alvin Kamara's on a bye. I know it doesn't look good or feel good to trade those guys usually, but you need to make a move. And if you could get like three dudes that are going to help you out for Michael Thomas right now, you don't really have a choice. And I highly recommend that you make that kind of decision uh, moving forward because you have to make a move and see what's going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I guess I digress. Lucas, do you have anything else to add on place? If you're, if you're, you know, sitting pretty in standings or if you're not, how do you generally wager how you look at the second half of the, of the season? Yeah. I think my big thing is like, I think like so right now I'm six and two per se. I've actually been looking at like future schedules. I guess I I kind of do that anyways, no matter where I'm sitting, just to kind of get a general idea for like not only doing the podcast but just like I just in general. It's just something I I I care too much about fantasy football. That's just what happens, I guess. But <laughs> like say I have Alvin Kamara just sitting there. So I'm I managed to be six and two, but like he's just sitting there hasn't done much even when he's played I've actually been looking at like kind of because like take for example week 14 he plays the 49ers like my first week of playoffs do I want to run it back going against the 49ers well I mean I played Kenyon Drake this week so maybe I guess by then but I, you just gotta my thing is you gotta get into the playoffs first before you worry about how you're gonna win the league I think yep, yep. So just make like sure that. you get in and then from there you can tinker with however you want I'm with you. Um, have you ever had a, a 
situation. Uh, two years ago, I had kind of a homie league that I turned into the TCK Pod Listener League uh, once we had the podcast rolling. Um, but in that season, I was 0-4. I really liked my draft, but I had some injuries early. Guys didn't perform. I was 0-4. Made a couple of trades, Julio namely, but I picked up a couple other guys. Got a couple breaks, had some guys come back. I end up running the table. I go 9-0 and the rest of the nine games, make the playoffs, run the table, win the league. So I went from 0-4 to 13-0, and and I end up winning the championship, um, making a couple moves. And, of course, I got lucky on you know along the way. But have you ever had a situation personally where you've been in the doghouse, man? Shit just doesn't happen sometimes. And you really got to keep battling, but then you make the playoffs, and then you're able to make a run. Uh, I guess kind of actually the reverse. So in my main league, it's been like our fifth year. We do – it's a 10-team league. We do top six, make playoffs, and then we have – I mean – we call it the shit bowl. I'm sure other people call it <laughs> different things, but we do like a punishment, like a, I mean, okay, I guess it is like public humiliation, but it's like, you just go like on a street in the town and just do stupid stuff type thing. It's not really that big of a deal, but I was second in points scored and I got the seventh seed. Um, cool. Like barely the last, like last week, like two things had to happen. And one of them did, one of them didn't, whatever. I, so I was in the shit bowl and instead of head to head, we do total points scored in the three weeks to make it more of a, uh, I guess, quality yeah. team check. Like I, I'm like, so just in case, like I don't know, say two of my players get hurt in the first matchup, then I'm playing for last place. I actually ended up getting seventh by like 350 points, and I scored like the most amount of points in week one. That would have been the first week of playoffs, and so if I would have made it, I would have had a good shot at winning it, but. I, I guess I still won. I won not getting the punishment, I guess. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, man. It's luck of the draw. Sometimes, man, like the prickly pairs right now in our, in our uh, you know, listener league, just bad luck, dude. Scoring a lot of points, you know, but getting outscored pretty much every single week by at least mm-hmm. one, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's important, man. Stay stay fighting and, and uh, you know, keep focus. Because another thing is, too, a lot of those bottom bottom feeder teams who are 0-8, 1-7, 2-6, they're going to start giving up. They're not going to replace their buy guys, which again is fucking lame. The point is if they're doing it, you're, you're going to, you know, you have a guy in that spot. You're still meaning they're not looking at the waiver wire. They're not making trades. They're not paying attention to injury updates and shit. So you're going to be able to steal a couple of wins while the rest of those guys down there don't pay attention. And that's going to help boost you up a little bit. So stay focused on it. Uh, Let's take a quick break here, man. And when we get back, we will talk about the uh, week nine, preview in the TCK pod listener league. And then we'll go over some all in check or fold. Hey, listeners, take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside the podcast, please like, and follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod on Facebook at the candlestick kids fantasy podcast, and drop us an email at TCK pod at gmail.com. Of course, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. We much appreciate your feedback and go visit our website, TCK pod.com for our weekly rankings and Lucas's start sit article. Before we get into the second half of our episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get 
the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to and how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, week nine is upon us. Uh, I'm going to give you the honors, sir. Uh, why don't you go over your matchup here against Nuke Took a Duke? Uh, just run through your roster, uh, maybe your mindset of, of uh, you know, what you're thinking, maybe some questions or whatever. Maybe I can help out or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll go – we'll just run through Nuke Took a Duke's uh, lineup really quick. I'll go over mine, and then we'll run through the rest of the league. Yeah, so I – like I I think I mentioned on this, I cut ties with Carson Wentz. Bye-bye. Uh, previously mentioned uh, cost me – I'm not going to say cost me. I could have been in first place. didn't happen, so I'm tied for first. Someone picked him up for $30 fab. I don't want to say it's a bad move, but come on. It's a one-quarterback league. $30, like, and the dude was kind of low anyways on fab, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, my running back one is Leonard Fournette, but this week might be Kenyon Drake somehow. I Don't ask me how. I had to play Ken- – <laughs> it was either Kenyon Drake or Trey Carson for my options. Well, good pick. Yeah, so Drake dropped 28 in our scoring format. Sure, whatever, I'll take it. Like you said, you have to get lucky sometimes. I did. So I have Leonard Fournette and Kenyon Drake, and I'm slowly starting to find out that my team is very shallow at the running back depth. Um, My wide receivers are pretty solid. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I got Devontae Parker in this week, and then I have Mike Evans and Edelman in the two flex spots. I'm pretty solid there uh, for the rest of the year. Obviously, like bye weeks, I'll just fill in someone. Evan Ingram at the tight end. He's finally healthy. He had a good week last week. Rocking Bills against uh, – well, shoot. They haven't even announced their starting quarterback yet, so I'm not worried about whoever <laughs> starts for them. And then uh, Tucker. I thought about changing this, but I don't know who to drop for him because he is the number one fantasy kicker. In Dude, our don't – no, no. Don't overthink kicker, number bro. four. Okay. Don't, I, don't overthink it. Justin Tucker's a boss. Plus, he sings opera in eight languages. You have to keep okay, Justin Tucker. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, due to Kenny and Drake, I'm projected to win by quite a bit, so I probably don't need to mess with it too much. Uh, but I played Nuke Took a Duke, who is three and five. So this is kind of a big match for him because uh, this will – obviously, every game counts. There's only, what, five, five or six games left. Yep. So He's got a lot of high upside players for sure, though. He I does. Mean, any I, of these guys could go off for sure. Yeah, Jameis could drop a 35 bomb on me if he just <laughs> decides to not throw one or two interceptions. And Seattle's defense is not scary whatsoever. So I'm not necessarily nervous because I think Stafford will at least match him uh, to where he won't gain any points on me there. Marlon Mack against Pittsburgh, I don't 
necessarily see him outscoring Fournette in a sense, but he definitely could run him two touchdowns. Montgomery, man, he's finally got the carries he deserves, but he does play the Eagles, so tough matchup. But if he's the full guy, he should be fine. This is where I think he could get me here. So you got John Brown, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. I feel like that this is the well, week. Keep, keep going, man. Chris Carson, too. That's true. Chris Carson against – well, Tampa Bay's got a good run defense. So yeah, that, but he – I mean, he's going to get 20 carries and he can catch the ball a little bit, too. I'm just true. saying he could stumble in for a touchdown or two, you know? Yeah, I've, I think – and then Sterling Shepard, uh, Brown D, and then he had Zane Gonzalez got him five. I think the big thing is if it's a Keenan Allen week, I might be screwed. I think it's kind of the way to put it. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily scared of that, but it is a big game against Green Bay uh, at home. So we'll see there. But I think all in all, uh, I guess guys that he could have played. He had David Johnson. Oh, he's the one who picked up Carson Wentz. So if you are listening to this, I did not mean to talk crap to you about that. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not even talking crap. It's just how you feel about it. And he's got Jameis Winston. Here's the deal, man. He's I'm still, with him. He has I, I, quarterbacks on his roster. Sure, but look who look who look who is I'm with you that I and of course we're not talking shit. This is just how we feel about things. So no disrespect. But I'm with you. I would not carry four quarterbacks either. However, every one of his quarterbacks is like a hit or miss guy. Mm -hmm. So playing the playing the um matchups is not a terrible idea. And here's the reality he has four quarterbacks on his roster that any one of these guys could go. 303 or four on a given week right I wouldn't have four probably but he does have a number of good quality options there also looking at our looking at our league looking at our waiver wire I scan the waiver wire every day in this league there's not shit to pick up ever so I pick up Trey Carson so that that says anything okay okay but but here's here's what I mean like he might have depth at a position where there's I mean you could always stream a quarterback but if somebody big were to get hurt again he's got a lot of options you know I don't know I mean like I'm with you but look at the rest of his roster dude David Johnson AJ Green Jared uh uh Gerald Everett um and uh Chase Edmonds those are all starters when healthy you know what I'm saying so like his team is really solid I think actually uh you know a lot of quarterbacks obviously but like dude we just mentioned in the previous podcast Jameis Winston isn't reliable (laughs) you know Daniel Jones has been showing really good signs but not reliable either Jared Goff awesome at home not so much on the road Carson Wentz he could be hit or miss any single week he also could be playing a little bit of defense you know like I don't really want Carson Wentz on my team but I don't want him on your team when I play you so you know there's I think there's a lot of different mentalities you can have in fantasy football, right? And his roster is solid. He drafted really well. His roster in general is really solid. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. Um, I disagree also with four quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league. However, he's choosing to do it, and I'm sure he's got, you know, the mentality behind it. And maybe he just hasn't changed his roster yet. He actually got Wentz in waivers. He hasn't dropped anybody. Maybe he'll he'll drop somebody else and, and pick somebody else up there. Sure. So you know, just want to not bag on him, uh, of course, but just kind of like maybe talk through his potential um, mentality there. So that is your matchup, man. Good luck to you. And uh, let's jump over to mine here real quick, and then we'll jump through the rest of the league. Um, I am up 6 nothing uh, to start this matchup here. Robbie Gold, four points, just four extra points, dog. Come on now. Um, no field goals, but the Niners get the win. I won't complain too much. Niners defense, two points against the Cardinals. Didn't see that coming. Uh, nonetheless, I've got Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, James White. Devontae Adams is in my lineup this week just because I put him in there early to, like, be enthusiastic and motivational. And I hope that he sees my roster and realizes how much I need him. And he's like, dude, Sky, I got you. You know what I'm saying? 
If he doesn't, though, happen to check my roster, he probably will sit out again this week and I'll make a move. But I got Michael Gallup as well coming back off a of bye. Zach Ertz, who may be replaced by my man Dallas Goddard. We'll see what happens there. Um, Sammy Watkins and Marvin Jones, hit or miss, of course. Boom, bust. We'll see what happens there. Matt Breida I had on my bench put up 10, um, and the rest of my bench is just kind of, uh, you know, handcuff guys. Julio Daddy has not updated their roster full on yet we can maybe we can try to piece this together for him (laughs) he's playing Minshew okay there you go so he does not have a quarterback a tight end or a kicker in his lineup but he did have a couple pickups so let's run through who he does have Tevin Coleman putting up five points so far Philip Lindsay DJ Chark um, Randall Cobb Larry Fitz puts up seven uh, Tyrell Williams and the Tennessee defense against Carolina uh, he will go with Minshew. You're correct there. He'll also go with Chris Boswell and Eric Ebron at the tight end position. So it looks like those are the guys he picked up off of waivers. He just has not had the chance to update his roster there, though. So I'm, I'm you know, uh, projected to beat him by quite a bit now, but he doesn't have three positions in, so we'll just let that go. Um, I will do this one, and then we'll just kind of alternate matchups, man. Next up, we have the People's Republic and Charlotte regular Nawa. This is a big matchup. The winner of this has a, a nice control heading into week 10 of their space. The loser, um, basically, if the People's Republic loses, they're back in the middle of the pack, and that puts Charlotte regular Nawa up in first place again. If People's Republic can get a win here against Charlotte, um, then they're tied, and that is going to be big for both teams. So People's Republic rolling out. Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, Carlos Hyde, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Conley, who had a huge game Good last play. week. He's coming back now. Good play there. Uh, George Kittle already dropped six for 79 and a touchdown for 19 yes, points. Corey, Corey Davis, um, Preston Williams, your man, and uh, the Packers against the Chargers on the road, and then Jason Myers. He's got Cooper Cup and uh, Calvin Ridley on a bye this week. On the other side, Charlotte Reganawa, Deshaun Watson, Mark Ingram, uh, Melvin Gordon, Amari Cooper, uh, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, Jamal Williams, um, my man, Deontay Johnson, and Carolina Panthers um, against Tennessee and Harrison Butker. I did want to make a mention that my boy Deontay Thompson, who <laughs> if you listen to a couple podcasts ago, is not the receiver for the Steelers. He's a safety for uh, the Cardinals. He got burned a few times tonight uh, against the Niners. Uh, so, unfortunately, he was getting ripped up. But Deontay Johnson, a good play there. Um, and Michael Thomas uh, on by there. So, Michael Thomas and Cooper Cup on both these teams, both on a by. Uh, so, they kind of lucked out <laughs> on each other there. But um, that's going uh, to be a really close matchup. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, can you please uh, preview uh, Not Feeling My Chub and the Prickly Pears? Yes, sir. Uh, so not doing my chub. Otherwise, Kamish or Chris or Alex or both or the Kamish FFP, formerly the the artist formerly known as the Kamish FFP. They seem to change their name every every week. But I'll tell you what, since they changed their name, they're zero and two. They, so they changed they changed their name after I played them. So I never, <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. Uh, they got Jacoby Brissett with Breeze on a bye. Um, I'm not for sure if they had a QB previously and dropped one uh, since Breeze is back. So I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they had Minshew. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like they weren't rocking Brissett every week for the last five weeks. But no, no, no. they had they had Breeze, Brissett, and Minshew, and they played Minshew a handful of times. Hmm. I don't want to say it's a bad play with Brissett, but Steelers' defense has been pretty solid so far this year in uh, Pittsburgh too. And I don't want to say it's a cakewalk. I guess we'll get through and uh, go through it. But I got, they got Le'Veon Bell who if you listen to, I guess, yesterday's podcast, we are – me and Chris decided this is our uh, 
our make or break. It, yeah, yeah, our prove it game for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Nick Chubb against Denver. He won't necessarily run all over him, I don't think, because Denver's defense has stepped it up a little bit lately. But I think he'll be still right around this projection of 15 to 18 range. Golden Tate should be an okay play. At least get five catches for 50 yards. Adam Thielen, Mark Andrews. His team is so good. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Seattle against Tampa Bay, that's reasonable. Uh, I still think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Seattle at home is a good play. That's true. And then uh, the Adam V, I don't want to talk about how he made a 50-yard field goal last week. <laughs> so, uh, 59. 54? I don't, Either way, it was fucking far. All I, mean, I, was, I was like, okay, game over, overtime. Because they were slow in the game. That, nope, they sent him out there. But it's Oof. Adam V, it's a goat. Um, Oof. Now on to Prickly Perry. So we were just hyping up, and I, I still have faith this week. So he has Josh Allen, solid play against Washington. Zeke, solid play against the Giants. James Conner just got projected zero. I saw this uh, today Yeah. on, I guess, Thursday. But so he's, thought, he's, he's prepared with Jalen Samuels, who looks to be coming back. Yep. So does he have – yep, okay, so sweet. So he'll be fine in terms of projection. Uh, and, and workload. I think Samuels is honestly just as good as Connor is. Connor is. Godwin against Seattle, solid play. Uh, Odell, who will get shadowed, shadowed by Chris Harris. I don't necessarily say I would sit Odell, but it doesn't look like he has any good. He can maybe try a roll indoor set, but I would just stick with Odell, play your studs. Darren, uh, tight end two, Wall, Waller, going to eat against Detroit <laughs> in a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams, hopefully the air yards will translate into something this week uh if you can't tell i'm rooting for the prickly pairs in this one so take so i can take our first place uh kenny stills against jag jaguars will fuller is out so just gotta hope for that boom play colts against pittsburgh is pretty solid play and then matt gay i don't know about the whole colts against your own running back type play but i mean it could work i guess yeah, I mean, well, the Colts have been playing better. Uh, they are on the road, which I usually don't like my defense to be on the road. Uh, but Pittsburgh played horrendously in the first half against the Dolphins. Um, Mason Rudolph did turn it up in the second half, but a lot of that was on a botched, you know, all-out blitz for a fucking slant touchdown. Um, so the Colts, I think, could could surprise here, but uh, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's actually, you know, Prickly Pears, obviously one and seven, and, uh, you know, feeling my chub now up at the top, but this could be maybe a, a sleeper game there. So uh, our homies at the FF, um, FFP, the, the commission FFP, the, you know, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting game here. Um, I'll take over the next one. Dude, you're getting Odell, Rogers, Singletary, Hines, Hopkins, Galladay. Yeah. Oh. Galladay, Hawkinson. Um, Robbie Anderson, DK Metcalf, the Patriots defense, and Matt Prater. Joe Mixon on a bye, although I'm not sure he'd be excited about him anyway. But uh, dude, you're getting Odell, another solid team that, that doesn't have a great win-loss record, but uh, I think going to be turning it up with Rodgers getting hot, Singletary getting more work, Nuke starting to take over, Galladay turning it up, and uh, DK Metcalf finding his own as well. On the other side, Pelkey Pelkey does have Jimmy Garoppolo, 317 oh and gosh. four touchdowns. Play him? On the, well, he has to. He's got Mahomes, who's out. There's so right? I feel like there were so many better options. Yeah, well, hey, uh, apparently there wasn't because 36 is probably going to be a top quarterback position. It probably will and, be the top. Anyway, he goes with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, puts up 36 in our league. Derrick Henry, Sonny Michelle at his running backs. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Cortland Sutton, and then um, Jack Doyle as his tight end. Tyreek Hill and Jordan Howard as his flex positions. Jacksonville's defense against uh, Houston Texans in London. And um, 
Badgley for the uh, kicker for the uh, Chargers. He's got Mahomes still hurt who, uh, well, even if he plays at this point, he already played Garoppolo, obviously, but I wouldn't want to uh, play Mahomes a little bit banged up against Minnesota um, coming off an injury. And uh, he's got a couple uh, decent options, I think at the, at the, uh, on his bench, but nonetheless, good start for uh Pelkey Pelkey. Both these guys need a win um, before they risk, uh, you know, essentially losing, uh, losing out for the rest of the season there. So, um, dude, you're getting Odell and Pelkey Pelkey. Let's go on to the last matchup of the week. Please take this one away. Drew Mystic and Hide and Zeke. Yeah, another. I mean, I guess every game's every matchup's a big matchup, but this one, the four and four. Uh, Drew is sitting at four and four. He copied my strategy of the first name, last name, team name to see if he could maybe get some wins. Uh, and then Heidenzik. he's the defending champ, bro. Defending champ. I don't know. I don't know if that – was that his team name the whole time? I think he yeah. might have tried – okay, maybe. No, that's it. Drew okay. Mystic. Never mind then. Sorry, I must have copied him then, so hopefully I win this year. <laughs> uh, and then Hyde and Zeke sitting at five and three. So, obviously, like I said, a big game. Uh, Drew is rolling with Lamar Jackson, which there is some question marks, but I don't think you can fire away from him. I mean, his backup's Case Keenum, so you make the decision there. Uh, Damien Williams, AP. I think he has a lot of running backs on by. Yeah, he has Gurley and Freeman on by, so his two starters on by. Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, who should eat this week. Jimmy Graham with Hooper on by, but that's still not a – I mean, you're just banking on the touchdown with him. Juju, Scary Terry, Vikings defense. He is not playing a kicker and does not have one on the bench. They probably just haven't checked it yet. Hopefully he did not mean to sit Emmanuel Sanders, but he did. Ooh, like a bad start. Okay, he's out Emmanuel Sanders. Well, so, okay, so, so think about this. Um, I mean, he's not even a Bronco anymore, but think about this. You know, uh, Allen Robinson against the Eagles, I would make that play. It's the Eagles scary. are terrible. Scary Terry, sure, against Buffalo, but, I mean, maybe he's hot. I mean, yeah, he may just – he doesn't have a kicker in, so maybe he just didn't check his roster in time. But I don't know. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders still looking – I mean, this is a big game, right? Seven for 112 and a touchdown, but I wouldn't have necessarily expected that coming into the game so it is what it is now though it's locked so yep so we'll see uh it's, i mean i obviously i can't call the game but i think he's kind of been a bad spot in terms of bye weeks and not a necessarily must win game but in a what would be a quality win in the future for sure uh and then hide and zeke five and three just one game back of the three-way tie at first, Kirk Cousins against Kansas City should be another smash spot if they continue to throw the ball at the rate they're doing. McCaffrey, he'll get his, like, 50 points he gets every week. Aaron Jones, he'll either get him three or 45, 45 points somehow. <laughs> uh, well, with Devonta Adams, that knocks Aaron Jones down to the wide receiver two on the team, so maybe a little less. Uh, Hollywood, is he actually playing? Uh, um, I don't think he's been ruled out yet. Okay. But uh, either way, I mean, he's against New England. I don't like that. Yeah, he has no one. He, he must be thinking he's a lock for the playoffs. If he's holding on to Reggie Bonifon, a backup defense, Phil Rivers, Armstead. All right, sure. Whatever it works for him, I guess. Oh, he's rocking the Darren Fells. I'm oh, sorry, Christian Kirk had two points today. Those are some tough matchups for your number one, number two receivers. Mm-hmm. It's a little questionable there. Uh, but Darren Fells, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast, I don't think he drafted him at the tight end 164, but he picked him up off waivers. Uh, he'll either get you uh, one point or two touchdowns somehow. 
Mark Walton, uh, the new starting running back for uh, the Dolphins. I don't – I mean, I guess. It's not like I'd want to play him, but I don't think he wants to play him either. Uh, Danny Amendola recently getting like eight catches a game, which is, I mean, not anything we've never seen from him. Yeah, eight catches the last two games in what should be a high-scoring game against a weak secondary in Oakland. He's rolling the Jets defense, so another uh, on-the-road defense against their running back play there. And then Josh Lambeau, who, if you are listening to this, uh, Chad, he might not be playing in the early Sunday 8.30 a.m. game. I have the same situation in my other league, so be very cautious of that. Boom. Make sure you check your lineups before that early, early. Uh, it's a 6 a.m. game for me on the West Coast Ooh, out there all awesome. the way out all the way out in London, so check that out. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Latavius Murray, Brandon Cooks, uh, all on a bye this week, although I'm not sure Brandon Cooks would do play. You, anyway. Do you think that's kind of an early – uh, playoff statement, I guess, by his team. What? Like by picking up Armstead and Reggie Bonifon. Okay, I guess Bonifon because he has McCaffrey, but like Armstead, yeah. I have yeah. Cornette. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the handcuffs in this league are taken, so you might as well grab a handcuff. Uh, I mean, here's the deal: if Fournette goes down, you're going to look for him immediately. He's not available. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I mean. I, Ar- or you might try to trade for him or something. I don't know. I mean, again, like yeah. there's so many different mentalities. And if you have a certain mentality, you look at someone else's roster, you might think, dude, like why do you have these many quarterbacks? Or why do you have this guy as a backup? Or why do you have this guy who's hurt or this defense, whatever? It's like people have people on their roster for whatever reason it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, he's, he's in the hunt. So <laughs> he's not, uh, you know, not totally, not totally blowing it. So um that is the recap, or that is a preview, rather, for Week Nine um, of our of our uh, TCK Pod Listener League. Again, appreciate everybody always uh, being a part of this. Um, I get a lot of DMs throughout the week, helping out with rosters. More than happy to do that. I've even helped out a couple of people against myself. Uh, so you know, I'm here. I'm here for the people more than I'm here for myself. So uh, please reach out, and I'm happy to uh, happy to assist there. Um, Lucas, let's segue real quick. Let's go through some all-in check or fold. Uh, we did not do this on earlier in the week just because our week got kind of, uh, you know, funky with Halloween and, and whatnot. But um, I wanted to get in some all-in check or fold names here to end the week. So let's just go through a couple all-in check or fold team names. And if you're new to the podcast or if you're unfamiliar, all-in is players we're trading for. Check, we're going to wait on these players to see how they do for another week or two. And then fold, we're going to trade these players away are all in players for this week heading into week nine and 10 kind of moving forward we're looking to trade for these players that's Devonte adams still coming off of injury but getting closer and closer should be able to beast we've been saying it for weeks julio jones we bought low um stefan diggs we bought low um who uh nuke hopkins we bought low and those guys eventually exploded Make sure that you are paying attention to Adams because probably the last week you'll be able to do that before they get on a bye, and then he tears up the playoffs if he stays healthy. Thielen, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas are both on a bye this week, but if you can go ahead and swoop those guys up if you're in a uh, top league and you can go buy those from uh, those guys that need to make moves in the bottom, I would do that. Josh Jacobs has a great, great running back schedule moving into the playoffs. Browns, there's a couple different options there. And Alvin Kamara also on a bye coming off of an injury. You may be able to swoop him up because that – that player might have been uh, losing a couple games without Kamara in there. Who are a couple names on that all-in list that you want to focus on, Lucas? Yeah, I mentioned it in yesterday's podcast when we were talking about uh, 
the possible resurgence of any of uh, the Browns players. And I surprisingly, if you've listened to the podcast, sort of agreed, or I guess uh, saw the hope. Um, so they're, well, their playoff schedule and a couple games heading in. So two games heading in, so that'd be weeks, what, thir- no, 12, 13, yeah, 12 through 16. They play Dolphins, Steelers, Cardinals, Bengals, Ravens. Uh, it's a very – I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's like a locked and loaded promising schedule, but it's like it's beneficial to – if the Browns were to pick it back up, you could possibly – I mean, for example, for me in a super flex league, my main league, Baker got dropped uh, yesterday, or I guess by the time it's Saturday, it's been a couple of days. But I'm going to hold off because next week they have a bye – you can definitely pick him up there because no one's going to be able to – no one's going to want to pick him up after he plays the Broncos and on a bye, stash him for the playoffs and maybe slide him into that QB2 spot. But, uh, like, guys like Odell, you could trade for super cheap right now. Even Chubb maybe just because you could sell the whole Kareem Hunt coming back narrative, um, I guess depending on how you feel about that. But it's definitely a promising schedule uh, in the playoffs, which – if you're contending, like we say all the time, you should be looking ahead to do moves, uh, like we mentioned. Yep, I totally agree. And uh, go go look at those players on a buy. You want to skip that buy on your roster anyway, but sometimes you know the teams that are losing right now they can't afford to have uh, big names on their buy. You know, if I was able to sell Michael Thomas or Julio Jones for two or three viable pieces, I can use moving forward. I might be able to to, to make that move. So go check on those guys on a buy. I, I agree as well. Um, Check players. Uh, we have Jets kind of in, in general, you know, especially Le'Veon Bell and uh, David Johnson. David Johnson, I'll let you talk about the Jets. David Johnson's a little bit unique here. Uh, obviously, Kenan Drake comes in, has a nice game against the 49ers on Thursday night, gets in the end zone in the pass game. He's basically David Johnson. And he's also basically Chase Edmonds. This Cardinals running back is quickly becoming the Chiefs running back that we've talked about for years. Whoever's playing that, for the most part, is going to be the bell cow for that game, and they're going to get work. Um, Kenny and Drake will be interesting to see how he does with David Johnson eventually coming back. Chase Edmonds is out a couple of weeks. But David Johnson is somebody who half of me wants to go buy him low right now. The other half of me is terrified that he's more injured than we know about, and he might randomly go on the IR or something, which he's done in the past. So I'm almost like looking to fold him in some leagues too. I'm not sure what to do with David Johnson, but I do. If he's on my roster, I think I'm just going to hold steady for another week or two to see how he comes back and healthy. But if he's on your team in the playoffs and he's the man, I think you'd be happy about it. Uh, how about the Jets um, for you, Lucas? I mean, if you – Listen to our podcast. You probably listen to other podcasts, which means you go on Twitter, all that, et cetera. So you've probably heard about the Jets' uh, upcoming schedule, which was kind of supposed to start last week. But obviously, if you follow the games, it did not. They played really bad against the Jaguars. But they have Miami. Uh, I should have pulled it up. But I know they have a really, they have a really promising schedule starting with Miami this week. Uh, and mentioned before, and yesterday's podcast, me and Chris kind of agree that this game can decide if you really can buy or sell them for the upcoming, I think it's like five weeks. It's like right before the fantasy playoffs is sort of when uh, it kind of dips off. But guys like Robbie Anderson, who I we all know you can get for cheap right now. Love Bell, you can get for like cheap, but relatively cheap at still his name price. Darnold probably on your waivers, but I mean like in a super flex league, he's definitely worth the stash because you could toss him in that QB2 spot. And I want to say Chris Herndon, but I really don't know what's up with him right now. 
Uh, uh, do you have any insight on Chris Herndon at all? Came back from suspension, tore a hamstring. He's been out a couple more weeks. I, I'm holding him on a deeper roster because I've also got O.J. Howard, and I don't know what the hell's going on with him either, but I'm definitely not excited about Chris Herndon. Yeah, I have him in the listener league, but – And Ryan Griffin just scored two touchdowns and yeah. a two-point conversion. I mean, I've been looking at the drop him. I just don't see anyone worth the drop because I know what Herndon can do. But it's just kind of a – I mean, I hope he's not like the guy you're relying on in any of your leagues to like – I hope you didn't draft him to like, oh, yeah, he's going to be my tight end in five weeks or mm-hmm. like that type of thing. But you could – I guess if you believe right now, you could definitely buy him super cheap if you had like an O.J. Howard or uh, I don't know, n- anyone not named the big three and Hooper and Waller type tight end. I'm with you. Le'Veon Bell, next uh, – well, the, the remaining schedule, excellent until your semi and championship in your playoffs at Miami, worst against the run home against the Giants at Washington, home against the Raiders at Bungles, third against or third best matchup at or home against Miami first again, but then he's at Baltimore and then he gets Pittsburgh at home uh, who are both tough, tough matchups mm-hmm. against the road. So nice to pick up Lev right now, but I'm not sure that I would want him in my championship game. You just mentioned Alvin yeah. Kamara. I'd be a little bit worried about that, but again, you make, you know, you make this claim and you're right. You need to get to the playoffs. You need to make it all the way to week 15 and 16 before you start worrying about who your roster is, because mm-hmm. you're, there's only going to be four teams that make it to week 15. Anyway, you better be one of them. And then you can worry about that at that point. But you know, if you don't pick up Lev and he goes off, you're going to be pissed. If you trade him and he goes off, you're going to be pissed. So he's kind of in that, you know, purgatory with uh, David Johnson as well. I'm with you. Our fold players uh, this week right now, Cooks and Woods kind of as a package, Aaron Jones, Jameis Winston, Kenyon Drake, uh, Latavius Murray. Um, Cooks and Woods are the main ones for me. Uh, Cooks looks terrible. I mentioned this on the previous podcast. I'm really worried about his career at this point. I know it sounds crazy. He's a young dude. He's a beast. Uh, I just like these concussions, man. They're not a joke. Um, he's had a couple now. He's the second one of the season. I think he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Worried about him. And Robert Woods, uh, you had mentioned, has just been – you know, Chris had mentioned on the previous podcast, they've got him in the listener league, and it's been frustrating. You can't rely on him. Uh, he hasn't had a big boom game. Cooper Cup is out of this world. Gerald Everett's having a great season. Uh, and Jared Goff is really hit or miss. And Robert Woods and Cook, uh, Cooks, even when he's healthy, are not who they were last year. So those two guys, I'm just trying to – honestly, dude, I want to get rid of them, get somebody else on the roster I'm excited about, and I want to fill in that roster spot. And I just – I want to be done with that non-Cup Rams situation. Um, before we move on, am I overreacting on either one of those guys? Cook is, Cooks is obviously hurt, but in general, if they're both healthy, am I overreacting to – jump ship right now no because i think i mean it's kind of the way i play fantasy i don't i was all like i mean i was not like all four of these guys but i had no reasons to fade these guys in any of my drafts they were just kind of that consistent uh like round four i guess you could probably set it at round four like round four i mean even wide receiver one the way you drafted or solid wide receiver two but i mean like i think it's to a point where there is – I mean, I think Cooks is – I don't want to say done for, but I don't think – I think you should move him for – I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, honestly, a guy like Amendola or someone – I mean, like, that's that's low, low, but it's like take the guaranteed points over holding a roster spot that might never come back because with that roster spot comes 
the hope of him coming back, which makes you not pick up anyone off the waivers, and just a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, Woods, I, I mean, I just don't think that Rams offense is capable of holding now two running backs, a wide receiver at that level, a tight end, and then now Woods. So I think he's just kind of like left in the dust. He just kind of reminds me of like Sanu kind of when he was on the Falcons type type of receiver. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a lot of boomer bust with the Rams, and it seems to be all uh, all Cooper Cup right now, especially with Gurley not healthy and, and uh, Goff not really able to carry them as they did. Uh, Aaron Jones has been out of this world. Obviously, I'm not telling you to like go out and look to trade Aaron Jones, but I would go shopping, see what you can get if you can if you can sell Aaron Jones for a Dalvin Cook straight up or package him up for a CMC or even Alvin Kamara potentially yeah, with Breeze coming Kamara. back. Yeah, it's a great one, you know, or um. Maybe like Josh Jacobs and another nice piece um, for Aaron Jones right now, I think would be worth it. They got a tough schedule. They have the Niners, Vikings. Uh, they have the Niners coming up shortly, a couple of nice juicy matchups in between. Uh, but then they have the Vikings and the Bears in the fantasy playoffs, which I don't like for any of the Packers. Uh, Jameis Winston, super hit or miss. He's just like off a big game, just – Jump ship, see if you can get somebody else. Or if you have two quarterbacks, go get yourself a running back receiver. Uh, Kenyon Drake, obviously coming off a big game against the 49ers. Unless David Johnson's actually hurt, he won't be the starter moving forward. See if you can get something for him right now. And Latavius Murray, again, filling in for Alvin Kamara the last two weeks, over 30 fantasy points each. Uh, Kamara comes back. Breeze is healthy. I think they're going to be just fine moving forward. Latavius Murray will still have a role. Um, he'll have some goal line work. But Alvin Kamara is a goal line back, too. Uh, so Latavius Murray is one of the most valuable handcuffs, obviously, in football. But if you can go get something for a backup running back right now and uh, turn him into maybe even Latavius Murray for Josh Jacobs, I would love that personally. So see if you can make those moves. Is there anything else you'd like to add to these guys before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, can we put Ken and Drake? But that's, that's kind of a if, – if you can somehow flip that. Um, but, yeah, I think the big one with Jones is uh, we're not – obviously we're not saying – like he's bad by any means because we know the upside is there, but you just got to capitalize, especially now in week eight with playoffs coming up. Like we've basically been talking about this whole episode. Yep. I totally agree. Um, we have been pretty solid. I've been just keeping track and I don't, ha- I'm not going to go over a bunch of names and stuff right now. Cause I'm not really in the business of like patting ourselves on the back uh, per se. I think we do a really quality job of being upfront, honest uh, when we blow a call. Um, but to be honest with you, man, I just got to say, I keep track of some of these, like we're doing pretty well as far as who we've suggested people trade for and trade away for the most part. Of course, not everyone has made sense, but a lot of these have, have started to come around. So well done on your part, man. I always appreciate doing the work with you. Uh, before we get out of here, please remind everybody where they can find uh, your hard work on the articles. Uh, yeah. So by now, Saturday, uh, your rankings will be up on tckpod.com as well as all the articles of um, every week up to week, what, nine uh, for start sits. Some waivers were mixed in here or there. Uh, and that'll pick up more uh, in the off season when we have a little bit more time to uh, get, make it. I make the content, I guess. Um, and we'll get more stuff on there in the future. But for now, just tckpod.com. Uh, you can find everything on there. Excellent. Um, do me a favor and predict the score of the Broncos home game against your Browns. Oh, gosh. 
Oh, the the over under went from like forty three to like thirty seven in one day, <laughs> and that is like an insane Yikes. shift. It's well, it's because Flacco's not out there throwing bombs, dude. I think Brent was that was that your wife talking about <laughs> Joe Flacco? Yeah, she just she just yelled off from the couch because uh, she's a she's a a Raven at at heart. Yeah, she's a Raven uh, fan, and I've been I've been giving her shit about Flacco forever, but she's like on the she's on the the anti the uncle flacco train she flacco. she gets it so she was just uh talking shit from the couch um but uh for real man throw oh, out a, throw out a um, prediction the thing is i don't even know if both these offenses can score like like 13 to four. like i don't know if brandon allen can score more than 10 points and i don't know if baker can against this defense so I'll, i'm gonna go like ooh. i mean i i gotta say broncos are gonna win so i'm gonna go like 13 to 9. Jesus. I'm going to go 17. Bad. I'm going to go 17 14 Browns. Yeah, it's just not a <laughs> like it's just such a gross game. And it's just so weird cuz like the Browns defense is bad, but our offense is bad. Browns offense is bad, but our defense is good, but there's so much a better it's nothing lines up at all for a good game whatsoever. Make sure you tune back a couple of episodes if you want to catch uh, Lucas and my start sits for week nine. Bi-week teams, once again, Rams, Saints, Falcons, Bungles, a lot of receivers in that mix, handful of running backs as well, some uh, proper tight ends and quarterbacks, a lot of really good fantasy assets on those teams. Make sure you get them out of your lineups. And uh, best of luck in week nine. Lucas, any final messages before we get out of here? Um, no. I would say go Niners, but they already uh... – they already went. Sure, I guess. Kind of. It hey. was scary. A win's a win, but it was scary. I learned in Little League, bro. A win is a win. We're going to take league. it. Still undefeated. And after New England loses to Baltimore, we'll be the only undefeated team in NFL. Best of luck in Week 19, y'all. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. And you can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for my weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sick column. And if you've gained any value from this episode, you know what to do. Please leave a rate and review after you subscribe to the podcast. And make sure you follow us and like us on our social media pages as well. We much appreciate it, and it does make a big difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.